The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got the sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Crumpetich. Well, hi. Well, hello there to you, and we're 2-0, and and we're going to talk about those two wins against the Wizards and Mavericks, and after that, we will break into the Clippers, Pacers, and Heat, who we will be facing next week. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Right at the top, we want to do a shout-out for our bet question from last week. Our question was, how many points will DeAndre Ayton score in the game against the Wizards? DeAndre Ayton had 24 points, so I won that one. Because I said 20 and you said 19. So, yeah, it was kind of dirty. Sorry. But a win's a win. So, shout out to Andreas El Cadete on Twitter. He spells it 3-L-C-A-D-E-T-E. So, go ahead and give him a follow. Uh, He is very involved in, like, the Suns community on Twitter. So, shout out to Andreas. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter. He guessed 23. So, he was even closer than me. So, Good job. And yeah, just remember that whenever we do these bet questions, you can tweet at us at Sunny and PHX Pod with your guess to the question. And if you're closest, you will get the shout out. All right. It's fresh in our minds. It was a drop down, drag out game, but we come away with a win over the Mavericks. Final score in this one was 117 to 115. And it's all a thanks to a huge third quarter where we put up 36 points, held the Mavericks to 19, and just really turned the tides of the game right there. It was awesome. I mean, it was kind of brutal in the end with some questionable calls, a lot of reviews, a little bit of anxiety there. But, you know, we came out with the win at the end of the day, and a win's a win. Take it a day at a time. Whatever platitude you want, insert it here, because that's what we're doing. We're undefeated in the month of July and the month of August so far. So it was it was fun. It was fun to win. Oh, it's always fun to win. And I, I just have to say, it did bring me back to the NBA fandom, Charlie, that I remember going to games just a few months ago. It all came back to me in this one. I was pretty cool through the Wizards one. But this Mavericks game, I got pretty amped up. Yeah, I mean, this game was a grind. Uh, The Wizards game, not so much. We're going to talk about that second, because this one's fresh in our minds. But, I mean, I think what's most amazing about this game is while the Mavericks have essentially... They're going to stay in the same spot, most likely. You know, they've clinched their spot in the playoffs. Uh, They could technically move up, but it's kind of unlikely. So... Even with that, the Mavericks were trying, you know, they didn't just entirely roll over. I mean, at the end, they were going for the win, trying to shoot a three in a two point game. 
But still, I mean, throughout the whole game, they weren't sandbagging it. They were trying hard. And we won, given a lot of foul trouble, too. Devin Booker had five, or he had six fouls. Devin Booker fouls out. DeAndre Ayton has five fouls. Mikhail Bridges has five fouls and doesn't really do a whole lot on the offensive end. Defense, he does a lot. But, you know, despite all of those things, we still beat a good team. Right, and Luka plays 38 minutes in this one. Kristaps plays 36 and a half. So they were they were yeah. out there to win this game. There's, Luka there's had no 40 saying. points. Porzingis had 30. You know, they were right. just like lollygagging out there. No, you don't lollygag if you get to the free throw line for 19 free throws, like Luka <laughs> did, and made 18 of them. 18 yeah. for 19 from the line, and I think that's where the bulk of our complaints would come when it comes to the referees in this game is it seems like Luca made his way to the line pretty frequently in this one. You know, the Suns as a team only shot four more free throws than him in this game. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but whatever. They can shoot all the free throws they want. We won. Right. And it's, it's true. And the big takeaway enough, me being salty at the referees, the fact that these guys in foul trouble, especially Mikhail Bridges, the defense that he was playing despite f- four or five fouls in the third quarter, I mean, this guy was doing his best. He came away with two steals, three blocks in this game. Yeah, he didn't get it going offensively, but with your back against the wall, with all those fouls on you, he played such a great game defensively. Oh, yeah, he definitely did. I mean, the three blocks were huge. Especially early on when he blocks Doncic on, what, the first or second possession of the game. That just kind of set the tone for the night, I feel like. It did. It did. And then another block with five fouls gets driven down into the paint, just plays great positional defense, and at the last second he shoots one of those alien arms out of there for an easy block. I think it was on Hardaway. Yeah. Just seeing things like that. He's he's special. If he's playing with five fouls and he can still pull off a block like that, that's nice. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, like I said, on offense, he didn't do anything. Four points on two for nine shooting and one rebound. But who cares? You know? Right. If he's going to play defense like that, fine. Yep. A, a real slow start for him. And I don't think those two buckets came until pretty late in the game. I one cutting across the lane for an easy layup after a steal or a block. And I, I you know, I can't even think of the other bucket, but it doesn't matter. The defense right. was there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, think about this, no Ubre, no Baines. I mean, and there's a couple other guys that didn't play, but they don't make that much of an impact, but still no Ubre and no Baines in this game. And our three best players all either fouling out or in foul trouble, like five fouls and we won. Right. That's, that's crazy to think of. And there's one guy in particular who gets a shout out, Cameron Johnson, starting his oh, yeah. second game of his career goes for 19 points and 12 rebounds with four assists. Who saw that coming? No one. I mean, that that's by far the best game of his career, and he did it exactly when it counts, you know? It, exactly. And 12 rebounds. I mean, yeah, we saw him bulk up a little bit, but no one expects 12 rebounds out of Cam Johnson, but with Aiton on the no. bench for a lot of the game, he, he had to step up and do that. We also saw him play defense on J- Doncic, doing all right at times. I mean, the guy's yeah. a handful, obviously, but... 
he, he's been doing some real nice things in this little restart here. Right, yeah, he did what he had to, and it was great. I mean, things like that, you know, Johnson with 19 points, Booker with 30 points, which, you know, that's just expected at this point. Rubio with 20 points. When we have three guys scoring that much, we're going to be tough to beat. And then it makes up for guys like Bridges or, you know, Aiton had an off game due to foul, foul trouble. Only had seven points, seven and eight for Aiton. So it's nice to have guys who can step up. And Cam Johnson is becoming that guy who he doesn't necessarily have to be on constantly, but like he can step up when he has to. Right. And if he's not on, he's still a threat. He still spaces the floor. And, yeah. you know, people can see the numbers. Four for eight from downtown in this one. You you know that next game, they'll be out there on Cam Johnson. Yeah. That'll spread the floor a little bit more. They got to respect him. They got to respect him. And I think that's why the bubble is benefiting us so much. Other teams, you know, they're watching every second of all these games. You know, what else are they going to do? I mean, I guess they could go fishing or play spike ball or go to a DJ set in a pool, DJ Jazzy, Jeff Green or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> Dwight Howard, oh, front row, front yeah. and center, the only one in the audience. <laughs> yeah. But my point is <laughs> they, they're watching these games, you know? So all the teams that we're playing are like, okay, we got to guard Cam Johnson. And they're going to, and it's going to open things up for guys like DeAndre Ayton. Exactly. And let's talk about our other starter who we haven't touched on yet. Ricky Rubio finishes this game, 20 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and just two turnovers on the game. And he was such a difference maker for us in this one. He's the brains behind this operation, you can tell. When Ricky's on the court, it seems like we're making good decisions. And he can go 7 for 17 from the floor any night of the week if they're playing defense like this. If you watch this game, the Aiton had a real tough time getting going. Porzingis is a big dude, seven foot two. That's a lot to be defended by. Yeah. And in the pick and roll, they were not showing on Rubio at at all. Porzingis was just hanging on Aiton, which was making it tough on Aiton. But that was forcing Rubio to have to take shots. And you know what? He did make some of them. Two for three from downtown, by the way. Right. So when Ricky's forced to shoot those jumpers, I'll take that. Because that's the only way that we'll get Aiton on a more free of a roll. Oh, yeah. Well, and Ricky's just such a smart player, you know. When it came down to it, he was able to get himself in good position to pick up a foul, get to the line, and really seal the game. You know, that was all Rubio. Clutch free throws at the end there from Rubio. Mm-hmm. Those were Those felt nice watching those go in. Yeah, and he's a guy that I just trust entirely at the line him and booker bridges is a good free throw shooter cam johnson i mean we're the best free throw shooting team in the league we just don't take as many as i like <laughs> right right 91 yeah. in this game against the mavs yeah so i mean that's that's gonna be a difference maker and yeah i mean rubio is just such a great player to watch i mean he's He's my favorite Suns point guard that we've had in a long time. I mean, I know that's there's not a whole lot of competition because it's like Rubio or Mike James <laughs> or, I don't know, Isaiah Kanan. Like, no, it, it's not hard. But, yeah, I mean, 
Rubio is just like that breath of fresh air. And I mean, not to look too far ahead, but I'm excited to see what things are going to look like next year when maybe we get a free agent or two or, you know, draft picks and have our full team back, you know, it's going to be nice. Right. And you know what? I, I know that a guy like Ricky Rubio would obviously have nowhere near the say that a guy like Devin Booker might have in a GM's ear. But mm-hmm. I'd like to hear who Ricky Rubio wants to play with because, yeah. I, you know, he, he runs the show for us. I want guys that he thinks will mesh well with the rest of the team, too. Yeah. Ooh, you know who would be nice? Who? Is Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah? Yeah, he would be a nice guy to have. Anyway, that's that's a podcast for a different time. We're in the middle of the season right now. Yeah. These are our playoffs here, so. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I also want to point out that for Rubio, he was a team-leading plus 12. When he's on the court, things just operate so much more smoothly campaign. I mean, he's, he's probably a better backup than some of the other guys that we've had. Not great, but he did have 10 points and two really clutch threes. Yeah. Those, those threes were huge. And the way that he gets lined up to take his shot is very interesting with his feet. He's a left-handed shooter and his feet are faced to the right quite a bit when he's pulling but mm-hmm. man when he made both of those in succession that felt so good yeah and i mean we we've been trying to figure out who's our backup point guard and we still see Payne come in first now but carter playing as well and carter again just being a pest in this game I'm so happy with the way both of those guys played. And are they the backup of the future? I doubt it. No. But they're they're putting in work here, and they're doing a great job. Right, for right now. Yeah, I mean, campaign, 10 points, 1 assist, minus 7. Javon Carter, 6 points, 5 assists, plus 11. I mean, that kind of tells you what you need to know. But those two threes that campaign hit changed the game. Right. And I just a shout out to Carter, his little interaction with Doncic after uh, Doncic draws Booker's fourth or fifth foul. And then the next time down the court, Carter draws a foul on Doncic, same exact call. And then Doncic is uh, jawing at Carter a little bit on the way down and Carter just waves him off. He says, get out of here. I don't have time for this. I'm here to play defense. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, it was nice. I mean, that whole there were so many exchanges like that that are just ridiculous, you know, uh, with these refs. But we're not here to talk about the refs anymore. We won, we won. We did. It win. felt good. And every team that we needed to lose in, on this Sunday lost. You know, the Blazers lost, the Grizzlies lost, which that one's tough because they were playing the Spurs. But that's what we wanted to happen. Uh, the the Pelicans lost, the Kings lost, you know? Everything that we needed happened. Right. I think it's been that way pretty much the entire restart. Is there? I think there might may have been one game that didn't technically go our way. Yeah, because the Spurs won their first game. Right, that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, we're in good shape right now. This is honestly better than anyone could have expected. Yeah, I mean, I still... It's still going to be really tough. It's not super likely, but 
this is best case scenario right now. Yeah. And this team beat a healthy Mavericks team. Unless you really want to throw a fit about Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Dwight Powell is a pretty good player. They're missing yeah. him. But, J.J. But we, Barea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't play. <laughs> keep, keep going. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> we, we beat a solid Mavericks team. with four. They have 40 wins on the season. We beat them by two. It feels good. And let's move it on and, you know, backwards to the Wizards game, which opened us up with the NBA restart. And this one, you know, I kept my cool through this one for the most part when we compare it to this Mavericks game. Final score was 125 to 112 in our favor, and we won every quarter except the third. So we had a nice grip on this game, but we did let it get close throughout a few times. Yeah, we did. I mean, I would have liked to win this game by 25, but... I'll take 13. It's fine. Yeah, we were up by 15 yeah. at one point, and I remember talking with you. We said, let's stomp them now. Let's let's finish it. But yep. they definitely were pesky. They were. Well, and that's just how they are. I mean, the Wizards are missing, like, all of the best pieces of their team, you know, from obviously John Wall to Bradley Beal to Davis Bertans. They're missing a ton. So that makes things really tough. Um they played decently. I mean, this is kind of how we expected this game to go. You know, a guy like Rui Hachimura scoring 21 points goes Ags. He had a good game. Ish Smith, who is just like a son's killer for whatever reason, had 17 points. And then, I mean, Jerome Robinson has 20 points. Come on now. Like, that. that's just unnecessary. <laughs> but whatever. A win is a win. And they're a scrappy team. They're doing everything they can to stay alive right now. And, I mean, they're probably, like, the only team that's in a worse situation than us. So, Yeah, and throughout this game, we just wanted it to be over, more or less. I, I felt that confident in our sons that I, I didn't care how we won. I just wanted it to be done with. And... All in all, we, we pull away with, with that win, and we, we ride the backs of our two best players, Aiton and Booker. Booker with 27 points, Aiton with 24. Yeah. and I mean, this was a great game for Aiton. 24 and 12. He's plus 12. Two for three from three. That was nice. Oh. It's yeah. real. It's real it's now real. that he hit this. this yeah. Win. He's two in this game. Yeah. And then, I mean, 11 for 14 shooting. You can't ask for much better than that. I would have liked to see him get to the line because he shot zero free throws as usual. But whatever, I'll take it. And then two blocks, too. So, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much all we can ask for from Aiden. Right. It was nice to see him have this game against Thomas Bryant, who he seems to have some sort of competition with. <laughs> I, I don't know what it yeah, is. Whatever they reason. seem to go back and forth quite a bit, but... He had a great game here. Had he not had this good game, I'd be a little worried after the Mavericks performance, though. So it was real nice to see him get off to a hot start, at least. Yeah, well, and he's going to have his hands full next week, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but then, I mean, Booker, too. This this was nice, because Booker was pretty cold. I mean, he shot 8 for 21 from the floor. Not, like, terrible, terrible, but 
definitely not great and well below the norm for him. And he still had 27 points, five rebounds, four assists, and he was plus 24 at the end of the day. So, I mean, overall, pretty good game for Booker. Right. And, you know, getting back into the swing of things, it was just so reassuring to see those two guys, Aiton and Booker, right off the start, be the ones to lead us to a win. And I don't know. I After this game, I was feeling pretty confident. After the Mavericks game, I'm feeling a little more confident. But, man, it's going to be a rough ride from here on out. Yeah, I mean, it's still an uphill battle, no doubt. But... We, I mean, we're off to a great start. Uh, I don't have a ton else to say about this game. You know, Dario. Dario had yeah. a nice one in this one. He had 16 points, six boards, two for three from downtown, four for six from the floor, six for six from the line. Just a really efficient night. And, you know, kind of our guy off the bench who we could lean on in this one. Yeah, Dario's looking pretty good. He's lost, I think they're saying, 10, 15 pounds over quarantine. So he did not put up the COVID-19. Maybe he lost the COVID-19. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty nice. He's been looking good, looking in shape, getting up and down the court well. And, you know, it's it's paying off. He's having some good games. All right. Let's let's move it on. We're so happy with that 2-0 start maybe a little reminiscent to the beginning of the regular season when we were all hyped up about our record, but you know, we, we know it's still a long shot to get in there, but it's just nice watching us play good ball. That's right. So Tuesday, our first game of the week against the Clippers. And obviously the Clippers will be a handful. We just watched them. Who did they just trounce? Oh, the Pelicans. They yeah. absolutely trounced the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And they're not quite, you know, Zion's not quite up to 100%. He's still so young. That team has a long way to go yet. But I, what my takeaway from that, the Clippers are ready to play ball, even without Lou Will. Yeah, the Clippers are really good. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are two of the best players in the league. And... I'm worried, but, you know, we just got to do what we can. We've beat them once before this season. Now, they didn't have Paul George, but nothing's impossible. So, we we could do it, I guess. <laughs> I know that was, like, not confident sounding at all. We could do it, I guess. <laughs> That's good. But, you know, we just played a pretty dynamic duo in Doncic and KP. I'd argue that we match up a little bit better against this one with our, you know, our wing defenders, especially Bridges, being able to handle one of those guys. Um, Am I optimistic? No. Right. But it seems like Harrell won't be there. Uh, Will Lou Williams be back for this one? Is his uh, strip club sentence over? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if they even determined how long the quarantine lasts. I'm sure they did. But, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully he's not back. I think I remember hearing he'd missed two. Two. So, oh, that's right. Two. So. Th- assuming this would be their third. Yeah. 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 So he. Yeah, he'll probably be back. Oh well. I mean, that's okay. And you know, speaking of guys being back, we haven't seen Aaron Baines play yet. 
because he got to the bubble late. He recovered from coronavirus, which is great. Um, he's there, you know, we see him on the bench, hasn't played yet. So I'm interested to see when that will start. And then Kelly Oubre. I don't know what's happening there because, you know, it was back and forth. He's going to play. He's not going to play. Maybe he'll play. He's not going to play. Now, right before this game, I start seeing all these tweets. The Suns have ruled Kelly Oubre out for this game. I'm like, why? I thought he was ruled out from the start. So are they evaluating on a game-to-game basis if Kelly's going to play? Do wins determine anything? Yeah. If we I mean, win another one and a slew of Western teams right above us all lose again, is does that make him heal a little more faster? Yeah, How, what's right. the deal here? Yeah, I don't know. But I'm just saying I'm not ruling anything out. Anything could happen. Really, anything could happen. It's very true. And I wonder about Baines, too, because, you know, we saw a lot of these guys working out at the the Madhouse on McDowell. And uh, once they got into Orlando, they had over a week of just uh, practices to get ready. Then the scrimmages. Can Baines be anywhere near playing shape, even if he... Yeah. I'm worried about that. I I am worried about it, too, especially because in his interview with Shams about coronavirus, he said... I mean, he said he was in bed for four or five straight days, you know, and I'm sure that was the worst of it. I bet there was more to it than that, where he's not, you know, just bound to his bed, but, you know, not moving around, not able to work out. So, yeah, I mean, he's probably not in the best shape, but even if he can play for 10 minutes and start to get his legs under him, you know, we could have used that in the game like the the one against the Mavs. Oh, 100%. We could have used uh, Baines to come in and actually foul someone once or twice. Yes, exactly. Just that enforcer position. Or to just get in the way of Porzingis. Because, man, Porzingis, he just shoots over people, you know? It doesn't matter how close you are on him. Like, his his wingspan is pretty long, and he's tall, so just shoots right over like it's nothing. I wonder what he shoots on turnaround mid-range jumpers. Because that's that's unblockable, you know. It's yeah. a little bit like Dirk almost, but it's different. But it is there's similarities. But yeah, there's no one that's gonna block that shot though if he wants to shoot it. And if those start going in at a better rate, he's gonna be real dangerous. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. But overall, Clippers game, I don't have the highest of expectations, but maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe this is a load management game. Yeah, that's what we got to hope for. <laughs> yeah. Make Lou uh, make up for his missed games. Play him all 48. And then, yeah. yeah like Kawhi that. and PG just stay at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next game. Man, I don't even want to talk about this. I know. We, we play the Indiana Pacers, and we just watched TJ Warren score 53 points the other night. And what's he going to want to do against us? I was hoping the Suns would post like a video of Robert Sarver just like opening his wallet and like counting his money. You know, like TJ Warren scores 53. Robert Sarver counts the cash from the deal, you know? Uh, (laughs) They should have done that. They really should have. I mean, okay. 
Jokes aside, we all understand why that deal had to happen. We had to open up cap space. It's the reason why we have Ricky Rubio. And if we didn't have Rubio right now and campaign was our starter or Javon Carter was our starting point guard, we would be whining and complaining like we did for four years before this. Yep. No. So, yeah. Jokes aside, TJ Warren had a great game. Here's what I think. I think he's going to cool way down. He is not going to do that again. He's built to score. That's really the only great part about his game. That's all he can do. And that's a good thing to be able to do, don't get me wrong. And if he holds some sort of resentment for Phoenix, and I don't know if that's something that motivates a guy like TJ Warren or not, I don't know. I don't know what motivates him. I mean, he doesn't speak very What does he think about? Like, who knows? He was so quiet. Indiana's a good place for him. I yeah, can, Naptown. I can say that. <laughs> Shout out to a friend of the show, Josh Cranowater, who's a, a big fan of the Pacers and Indianapolis in general. Um, yeah, we definitely were thinking of Josh during that game and, you know, everything with TJ Warren. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I could see him coming out and doing the exact same thing because he's so like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, so mechanical, you know? Like right. he could just do it over and over and over and over. But I, I don't know. I think Mikhail Bridges is going to give him a run for his money. I think so, too. No uh, Mikhail's been playing such great defense throughout this whole thing. He's looked good on everybody that he's been put on. So he can stop TJ Warren. I, I, he's not going to score 53 again. I'll put some no. money on that. Yeah. That's actually our bet question. How many points over 50? Is TJ Warren? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but our real bet question is going to be in this game, and we're going to talk about our version, I guess, of TJ Warren, who fills that role in Cam Johnson. He had this great game against the Mavericks. So, how many points is Cam Johnson going to score against the Pacers? I'm going to request that you go first this week. Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I'm going to say 14, 15. Nice. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> why not? I could do that, but I'm gonna go 16. I think we're kind of in the same boat. We're we're expecting double digits out of Cam Johnson, our rookie, our old man rookie Cam Johnson. We're expecting double digits out of him now, and that's nice. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, go ahead and tweet at us at Sunny and PHX Pod with your guess for how many points. Cam Johnson will score against the Pacers on Thursday, and whoever's closest will get a shout-out. And the last game of the week, Saturday against the Heat. And, man, this is just a... It's a stretch for us this week. It's going to be three very tough games. And the Heat, led by Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, that's a good squad, so expectations for this one maybe a little higher than against the Clippers yeah 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 I mean this is gonna be tough Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that is kind of in the same vein of like a Paul George just those guys that work really really hard um there's been a little bit of controversy around Jimmy Butler lately like not showing up to practice and some weird stuff lately, but I'm not reading too much into that. They'll get it figured out. He's really good. And Bam Adebayo is like the anti-Aiton. He's very powerful. He gets the free throw line. 
he's a great center. Not that Aiton's not a great center, but they their games are very opposite given the same position. Right, and I watched uh, Heat versus Nuggets the other day, and Jokic versus Adebayo was such a fun matchup. And they're they're two centers, and they can all they can both do a little bit of everything. I know they both had five or six assists, eight or nine boards, high double digit points, like oh, in near twenty. So that that was a cool matchup. So I, I like Adebayo, and I'm I'm ready to see what Aiton can do against him. Yeah, and then we have to give a shout-out to my boy, Kelly Olenek, go Zags, who has been playing out of his mind in the bubble so far. Has he? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Go on. I, I'd like let, to hear about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> so in that game against the Nuggets, Kelly Olenek had 20 points on 8 for 11 shooting. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> five rebounds, three assists. Kelly's that's not, been that's good. not a bad game. No, it's it's probably his best game in a long time, actually. <laughs> well, good, so, good for him yeah. and good for your Zags. I know we don't talk about them often on the show. They don't get we brought don't. up every yeah. week or anything. Hardly ever, you know. And it's so interesting because there's a lot of these guys in the bubble right now. I mean, we saw Zach Collins and Brandon Clark go Zags and go Zags get into it. That was kind of funny to see. There, you know, I know Nigel Williams Goss goes Zags. He's down in Orlando playing with the Jazz. He's like a backup point guard. So, yeah, there's there's quite a few fellow alumni down there. You know, there you go. Well, enjoy it, Mitch. But actually, that's a good point that we should bring up. No Demonis Sabonis for Indiana. True. That makes a big difference in that game, because I mean he he's very good. You know, aside from. Maybe he's our second best player, you know, Victor Oladipo, then maybe Sabonis. Maybe you might say TJ. Maybe you might say Miles Turner. But I'd say Sabonis is number two on there, if not number one. Yeah. They're I mean, they're really good. So without Sabonis, that is gonna help us a lot. Right, but then there's still Miles Turner. There is still Miles Turner, definitely. But yeah. I All mean right. the heat game, anyway. I mean, we, we'll just have to contain Kelly Olenek. Maybe we put Mikhail Bridges on him. I don't know. Yep, the stopper. You got to <laughs> put him on Olenek. The old KO. The old knockout Kelly Olenek, boy. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this has been a great week. This has been the ideal week of basketball for the Suns, and we're just going to enjoy that for as long as we can. But with that, we will move into our non-sports section of the show. And... This week's question is a little bit different than we usually do, but I just thought of it. What is a minor medical ailment you've experienced in the recent past? You know what? The thing that has been bothering me the most lately, and it must be something I'm doing incorrectly, but I've had hangnails on four of my ten fingers. Just... For over, it seems like all summer, I've had a hangnail on numerous fingers. And it's, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't hurt. It's just so annoying. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I'd even call it a medical ailment, but it, it's definitely an annoyance. It's I'll an count annoyance. it. I'll count okay, it. good, good. Yeah, hmm. that is annoying. Um, yeah, I have an annoying one as well. It's not really a big deal or anything, but just annoying. I get canker sores sometimes. And I have this one. 
that's like on the bottom of my tongue that just is not going away. I mean, I shouldn't say that. It is going away. It's gotten a lot better. But it's just been annoying. And it's like, I play with it sometimes. And that's the benefit of wearing a mask, you know? Is like, if you twist your tongue and are like, I don't know, making funny faces, no one knows. So that's kind of fun. There you but, go. Yeah, I mean, just kind of annoying. I, I'm actually thinking that probably by tomorrow it'll be gone because it's doing a lot better today. But yeah, just annoying. Great news. You know, I'm thinking of something else that I think we may have both suffered from at some point. A hmm. sty in your eye. A sty. I've had a sty one time. That is one that I can say that I haven't had one in a bit. But yeah. just when you have a random bulge on your eyelid, that's yeah. that's no fun. No, it's... Yeah, I remember, I think I was in college, so this was probably, I don't know, five or six years ago that I had a sty, and I just remember I woke up one day, and there was this bump on my eyelid, and I was like, just popped it, and it went away. Oh, you popped it? Yeah, I popped mine. Oh. Yeah. You're an animal. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I wasn't really sure what it was. I'm like, huh, this is just like a weird zit, I guess. But yeah, then I learned what a sty was. And I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Wow. Yeah. I guess I, I wouldn't even consider doing that. Like, I, I wouldn't want to put myself through that pain. You're just a... It didn't hurt. I mean, huh. I think it's because I wear contacts. So I'm like sticking my fingers in my eye twice a day anyway. You know, maybe that's it. I used, yeah, I used to wear contacts. I could poke my eyeball, no big deal. But since I put those away and went pure glasses, my eyes have definitely become, they're they're a little more agitable, I suppose. Yeah, I get that. Well, and longtime fans of the show will know my eye issues, where I've had to go like those. I went like a whole week where I had to wear my glasses because I had a bunch of issues with like wearing my contacts too much and I had to use these fancy drops and yeah, I don't want to go through that again. So I'm way better about changing my contacts frequently now, but we once recorded an episode. Allergies are terrible. Yeah. 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 Those are bigger than minor though. Those are, that's true. That's true. Those are a pain. Um, I believe we once tried to do an episode with you holding a cold water bottle up to your eye for relief Yes. But it got too crinkly, so we had to ditch it, and you had to tough it out. That was the allergy attack episode. Uh, that was not all that long ago, either. That was, like, the beginning of the summer. That was, like, episode 220 region, maybe? Yeah, like somewhere around there, maybe. Yeah, yeah that was that was rough. That, my eyes were closed for that entire episode. <laughs> I did not look at you. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah, shout out to Claritin. Woo. They're not they're not paying us or anything, but <laughs> if they want to. Anyway, this isn't about allergies, it's about minor ailments. So yeah, if anyone <laughs> has uh, if anyone has tips for eliminating canker sores, I've heard salt water works, but I haven't done it. <laughs> it's that kind of podcast. It's that kind of podcast. And that's when we end this kind of podcast. We're two and oh in the restart. Things are looking good. Things are going our way. We have a tough week of games coming up, and, you know, let's win a couple of them. Let's see what happens. We thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at SunnyandPHXPod, and we will see you again next week. Go Suns!